Hereford, and now we were all set to escort the limos to the port. If the worst came to the worst, we'd keep off-road and head cross-country, which was why we needed the trucks. We'd made ourselves sterile of any ID, and borrowed civvies from our Zairean students to try to blend in, as you do in Africa when you have red skin, a peeling nose, and a government that wants to maintain its interests but doesn't want to be seen doing so. Before I'd joined the regiment, just over a year earlier, I'd assumed that every mission would be run to detailed planning and precision timings. But for most jobs I'd been on, we'd had less time to grab our kits and come up with a plan than firefighters on a call-out. And this one was no exception. We'd stripped down the Renaults, loaded them with two GPMGs, some AK-47s, some crap trauma kit, and as much water and ammunition as we could lay our hands on then headed east into the Badlands, stopping only to refuel and nick the odd Yamaha. Even so, this should be a good day out. It sure beat potty training Mobutu's sidekicks. Judging by the look on his face, Standish certainly seemed to be relishing the challenge. Then again, maybe he was just looking forward to his next shag. He was sitting behind us now, crashing about with satcoms the size of a suitcase, fanning out the big mesh dish, trying to set it up trying to get the right angle of dangle. Sam glanced round from the wheel to see what all the commotion was about. I leaned into the footwell to lace up my Reeboks. They were the only things I was wearing that were mine. I had a borrowed football shirt, the Greek national strip apparently, and Sam was in jeans two sizes too big and a thick wool shirt that made him sweat like a pig. He gave his head a shake. That's pointless, boss. We'll be there soon. She won't be opening hers up for another hour anyway. Standish wasn't listening. Hello? Annabelle? Annabelle? Sam and I exchanged a knowing glance. I liked him a lot. Maybe it was because he was a jock version of me. He'd also been shoved from one set of foster parents to the next and only really found a home when he'd joined the army. The run-down, gang-ridden housing estates and crap schools he'd been brought up in sounded just like mine. The only difference was that his local chipper used to sell Mars bars deep-fried in butter. I opened the glove box and tipped some brown Milo powder from a tin into a plastic mug, then splashed warm water over it from a well-used one-litre bottle that had once been full of Orangina. Milo was a nightmare to mix unless the water was boiling, but I had grown to like it, lumps and all. I offered some to Standish. The look on his face cracked me up. The day-to-day nitty-gritty really wasn't his style. Standish was basically the link with the embassy and spent as little time as possible with the team, which was why he looked set for a night at the opera and was getting to shag Annabelle while the rest of us had a month's facial hair and peeling noses. The man really running the job was Seven Troop Staff Sergeant Gary B., Originally from the Royal Engineers, Gaz was a man of few words. Fuck, fucking, and fuck you pretty much covered it, as far as he was concerned. I had a lot of time for him. Just under six foot tall with long jet black hair that curled round his neck, he looked like a roadie for the stones. But since he developed two of the world's biggest boils in the last couple of days, one each side of his neck, we'd nicknamed him Frankenstein. We only called him that behind his back, of course. Gary had a quick temper and none of us wanted to wind up on the receiving end of some friendly fire. 
He was in the lead wagon, maybe eighty metres ahead of us. Annabelle? Come in, Annabelle! Standish's mop of blonde hair never seemed to get greasy and never stuck up after a night in a sleeping bag like ours did. Annabelle probably lent him her hairbrush. He'd come to the regiment from the Coldstream Guards. All those years under a Busby must have given him plenty of practice at looking down his nose on the rest of the world. Every time he opened his mouth, it was as if he was about to give a pep talk to the archers at Agincourt. I didn't think he was ever going to be my new best mate. Sam, a sergeant with nine years in the regiment, felt the same way. He reckoned Standish always seemed to be holding back on the full story, like there were some details he didn't want to bother our little heads with. I just don't trust him, Sam growled. He's not solid.